You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Yeah, and, and then, like, that reminds you that also the Coil Trio has been playing really well together. And they, they made some changes to that third line as well against Vegas because it started technically was listed as Greer on that line, but Felino took a lot of shifts there. Um, Smith, there was like a reunion of the coil Frederick Smith line. That was, um, saw a lot of ice time together last year. So they, they were rotating people around coil and Frederick on that line. Um, but they kept Frederick and coil together and, um, intentionally, obviously, because those two have been playing so, so well together, um, over the past few games. Yeah, and it ends up being Felino with those two on the third goal to to put the game away. And it's a great, you know, I, I the other day, like in, in a tweet and in my story, brought up the possibility of calling them the protection line. I don't know, kind of works. <laughs> little little catchy. Maybe Hot protection, we can make it a thing. yeah. But well, like, it, that's, it, it, the one that's, change that's how to that, it. Sorry, go ahead. That's how the, the goal starts. It's Felino protecting the puck down low, then Coil protecting the puck down low, and you know, eventually comes back to forward, back to coil, and he scores through a screen. Frederick and Felino both right in front of the net setting a screen. Yeah, and so the difference between that line from the Arizona game to um, the Vegas game is that obviously you move Hall. So Hall had been – that that line of Hall, Coyle, and Frederick had been putting up incredible numbers. Scott, you wrote a whole thing, a whole article about it and, and – um, where you had all the stats about how they're literally had the numbers of the best line in hockey. If you only consider like the, the, the sample size that they were together. Um, and so Hall moves off that line and Felino works there too. It just seems like they have guys that can just move around and, and it's a different look, but it's not like, Oh, okay. This person's slowing that person down. Like it's not like you're taking away from that line when you're like, oh, okay, well, we're going to throw Felino up there. It's like, okay, no, he, he's a different style of player than Hall for sure, but still effective, um, especially with two other guys that kind of play a similar way to Felino in that they are aggressive and they, you know, they're grittier kind of players rather than like a poster knocker, like a skilled type player. Um, so it worked. And then you move Greer down to the fourth line, um, with Nosek and Smith for for part of the game. I know that that whole bottom six also rotated. Yeah, I think one trend you, you're seeing, and certainly that you saw 
um, Sunday night is the Bruins don't seem to have guys who like need to be with so-and-so to produce. And, and if they're not with them, their game falls off, which we've seen at times in the past where it was like, if you took DeBrusque away from, you know, Krejci in, in years past, like he didn't produce. I mentioned Hollow last year. If you took him away from Holland Pasanaki, you know, even just take like goal production points production out of it. Like he just didn't play well. He just wasn't playing good hockey. And now I think you're seeing guys who move around and continue to play good hockey and play the way they need to play. So it's like, okay, you know, Jake DeBrusque doesn't have to be with Bergeron and Marchand to play good hockey. You put him down on the second line with Zach and Hall and he still plays good hockey. Uh, you know, I thought he had a really, we like barely touched on, but I thought he had a really strong game last night. Um, Coyle and Frederick don't need to have Hall on their left wing to, to be, to play good hockey. Like, put Felino there or Smith or Greer and they continue to play the way that they're supposed to play. Um, you know, mentioned Zaka, like, yeah. Okay. Put him with Krejci and Pasta. Not great. But when he was on the third line, he continued to play good hockey. And it's like, I don't know if that's the Montgomery effect where it's, you know, building up these guys confidence on an individual level in addition to the team level, or if it's just like ever just the good vibes or, there for everyone or whatever it is, but you're seeing guys who no matter where they are or where they get moved, continue to play the way that they need to play. And like, that's so, it's just so, so critical to, to the, to their success early on. And I want to like continue that conversation, but to the defense. So they, they end up going with the pairs yesterday. They start out with Lindholm McAvoy, um, Forbert Clifton, Grizzly Carlo as their as their pairs to start the game. They did rotate them a little bit. Clifton and Forbert, I mean not Clifton and Carlo and Forbert ended up playing together for chunks of the game, at least towards the end. Um and we had mentioned like not not wanting to put Forbert or Carlo on the same line with Lindholm to slow to slow Lindholm down. Um so what did you think of the pairs? I my biggest concern, not biggest concern, but one of my concerns was that ever since they took Clifton and Lindholm off the same pair, they were Clif they kind of just nullified Clifton's contributions. Um and they did have Lindholm and Clifton together for for a portion of that Vegas game as well. Um yeah, that Sunday night was a good game for Clifton. I thought he was playing well. He had a great game. He was very yeah. physical. Yeah, and I thought he was playing well no matter who he was with. I mean, him and you know him and Forbert obviously have chemistry and have played well together. And I think, yeah, it's a little different than when he's playing with Lindholm because they're not going to be as much like get up and go type of pairing when the, when they're together. But what they do together is still like really solid for for the Bruins as a team like they're very strong defensively and I think Clifton still gets some freedom because Forbort can kind of hang back and be the security blanket so um I thought they were together I, I think Carlo and Grizzlick have continued to be pretty good but yeah I mean again it's because Montgomery has made so many switches and basically played everyone with everyone to this point 
you can get into those in-game situations. And if you feel the need to make some sort of change, he, he can do it and he can feel confident that um, the guys are going to click. So, yeah, there was a little bit of that in Vegas. I think for the most part, he's still, I think he's kind of settled on those three pairs for, you know, for a little bit now. And we'll probably, until they give him a reason to like go away from it for a whole game, he'll just continue to ride with that. Lindholm, McAvoy, Grizzly Carlo and, and Forbert Clifton. And it's, you know, I said, I don't know if it was their last podcast or the one before, but like, to me, those are three really good pairings that seem to be playing pretty well together. So just don't overthink it. And I think for the most part, Montgomery's not other than, um, you know, just some situational switching here and there. Yeah. And, and so I, I didn't really have much else to add about the defense from the last two games, but I did want to talk about the goaltending. So we see two different goalies in, in that stretch of time since we last recorded. We see Swayman against uh, Arizona, which you kind of alluded to a little bit, um, his performance. But then we see Allmark in Vegas, and he once again looks like a, a Vesna goalie. Yeah, he does. I mean, 16-1-0 now. Still leads the NHL in save percentage and goals against, and and is only growing that gap. He's up to a 941 save percentage now, and I think, uh, I believe second place among qualified goalies, I think, is Hellebuck at like 930. So he's like 10, he's 11 points clear of the field. Like it's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I actually wrote about Allmark and the Vezina for a call on Monday morning, um, on WI.com. And, because there had been a little bit of talk, like I'd seen a couple of people kind of getting worked up about this. So December on like early December, so like I don't know, a week and a half ago, um, both ESPN and the Athletic put out their like awards watch, which they both do basically every month. And ESPN is it's Greg Wyshynski polls um, like PHWA voters, you know, writers and broadcasters. And they had Allmark second, just behind Ilya Sorokin of the Islanders. But the Athletic had Allmark fifth, and like people got, some people got worked up about this. He was behind Sorokin, Connor Hellebuck, Carter Hart, and Carol Vimelka. And so the Athletics is like entirely stats based, and it it goes off goals saved above expected, which is a very good stat because it takes into account. Um, like quality and quantity of shots that a goalie faces, but it shouldn't be an, an end all be all. And by the way, like there, there's also another money puck does goals saved above expected as well. And has a different formula. So it's kind of like Warren baseball where there's not even in a one single agreed to formula. Um, but even since then in all made three starts and has jumped up to third in, in goal saved above expected because he's, been awesome his last three starts he's i think it was 75 of 77 shots that he stopped two wins over colorado one over vegas like we just touched on stopped 30 of 31 um sunday night and was really good there were stretches of that game where vegas definitely had the better chances and um looking at it yeah like like, that uh, like that that i forget who got out of the box but the Bruins turned it over at the end of a power play. And then I forget who it was. It might've been, was it Smith? I don't know. Someone got out of the box and went right on goal for just a clean breakaway. And, and Allmark made an incredible save. 
Um, so I assume that would be one that like what you're talking about where just shouldn't have made the save did. Um, sorry if I cut you off. Yeah, I know. So I think this might, you might be thinking of the Ben Hutton chance. Um, he had one right out of the box. Mark Stone found him and came in on breakaway and yeah, all Mark makes, makes the glove save and Hutton had like a whack at the rebound too, but I think he either Almar got a piece or he just knocked it wide. Um, but yeah, so like looking at natural stat trick, Vegas had 3.12 expected goals Sunday night and Almar obviously gave up one. So like right there, two, two goals saved above expected, which when you're talking about the league leaders being at like 18 to 20 for the season, like to have two goals saved above expected in the game is, is a terrific outing. He was, he was awesome. By the way, that like I assume they go off that stat because that that's in order to like account for the fact that some teams have a some goalies have a better team playing out in front of them, better defensively right. team. So like the Bruins, the reason why he's not getting credit up at the top towards those stats is because the Bruins actually have a sound defensive structure in front of him. So I guess it's basically like okay, the hunk, do you hang your goalie out to dry stat kind of like he's not expected right, which... to make the save. Which like obviously a team like Arizona does like we had men- I had mentioned Vimelka on um, you know one of our recent podcasts and you-, you saw that like Friday night like if you look at okay who had the tougher job Vimelka or the Bruins goalie like obviously Vimelka faced forty six shots like and yeah he gives up three goals and if you just look at like the raw stats I think he has like a nine thirteen save percentage on the year so it's like well that doesn't even come close to comparing to Allmark but if you take into account like, the teams in front of them, it obviously evens things out a bit. Now, like I still think Allmark's having a better season. So, um, because it works both ways, right? Like obviously the Bruins are a good defensive team and that helps Allmark, but he's also helped them a ton. Like it's not, it's not like he doesn't get any credit. It's not like you can't, you can't just put any goalie back there and they're going to be fine. I mean, heck, like we see, there's a reason that Swayman hasn't been as good as Allmark this year. And like, you can, you know, you can criticize Swayman if you want, but like that's also just a credit to Omar because it's not it's not so easy that you can just plug any goalie back there and they're gonna put up the numbers he is. No. He's putting up the numbers he is because he's having a great season, no matter what defense is in front of him. Basically, if the season ended today, if this you know stats freeze them the way that they are, um, and we're talking about okay, who gets the Vesna? If it's not Olmark then something is incredibly wrong with, with how they evaluate it. Like if it's not all Mark, if we're talking about like this as the snapshot, this is the stats, all things considered. I feel like that's a major snub. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think there's very fair arguments to be made for, for both Sorokin and Connor Hellebuck. And in particular, I mean, Winnipeg now has the best record in, in the West. They've actually moved ahead of Vegas and Hellebuck is a huge reason why. Like, he's been awesome. Um, Islanders would not even be close to the playoffs if it weren't for Sorokin. Right now, they're, they're hanging the on card. to one of the wild card spots. But, like, he's easily the biggest reason why. Because they, they've they not been playing great hockey as a team. But he's been awesome. So, like, there's arguments for them. I would probably have Allmark number one. Um I could definitely see an argument for Hellebuck though, because he's also played a lot more minutes. Like he's, you know, the Bruin Allmark was playing like those 
elite, like number one workhorse minutes early on. And part of that was because obviously Swayman was hurt for a stretch there. But, you know, since Swayman came back, they've basically been splitting. That sucks though. Like that's like his circumstance is different. He does like, wouldn't want to change that. Like, obviously it's much preferred to be on a team where you don't have to like play every night and you have a goal, a backup goalie that can, can take time. And it's just so much more ideal for a team to be able to trust two guys and, and go back and forth. So like, to me that it's about like what Allmark looks like when he's playing, not the fact that he like, you know, has a little bit of a rest here and there because of Swayman. Like if we're talking about just what we see on the ice, um, he's playing like the best goalie. Yeah, I mean, there is a, there's definitely value, though. And, like, if we get to the end of the season and Hellebuck's made, I don't know, 15 more starts, like, that's a factor. Like, that, you can't ignore that. I mean, that's that's 15 more games that he's brought value on the ice. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, we'll see. But at, right now, no no question, Allmark is very much a serious Vezina candidate. And, you know... Like I said, I I would probably lean towards him being number one. I don't I don't think it's quite a slam dunk, but because like I said, I I have a ton of respect for what Hellebuck and Sorokin are doing, and think like the arguments for them are legitimate. But um, yeah, I mean, Allmark's right there, and like especially if we get a stretch where he starts to play more games again, and and let's remember, Allmark was just a little banged up himself too, so some of this. 50 50 split recently might just be all right let's you know ease him back in a little bit like make sure he's 100 percent, and then i could see them starting at some point to ride him you know two out of every three or or whatever um they do again, whatever especially if swayman does. like if swayman doesn't find a little more consistency because he's swayman's kind of been like two on one off like i said like Friday night in Arizona, not all his fault, but he definitely wasn't close to his best either. Yeah, it's been interesting following him throughout the season. And I've had people come up to me just in like passing conversations and being like, Swayman's not the guy. I'm like, well, also, I feel like you're seeing it in comparison to Allmark and you're like, okay, well, that's the guy. Like, it's not, it's, it's clearly 1A, 1B, um, or even one and two now because we used to consider it more as like a 1a 1b situation um but yeah i i don't think he's a bad goalie i don't think you can't trust him on on certain nights it's just yeah he hasn't found it the way that he has in the past um and you can see that in the you know the the records that each of them have because omark is only um was only in net for one of the losses and swayman was in net for three i mean i that's still not bad, but still he Swayman's five, three and zero, which is very different yeah. than Allmark, which is 16, one and zero. Yeah. And I mean, Swayman has an 80, 80. Let's try that one again. Swayman <laughs> has an, has an eight eighty seven save percentage, which, which is not good. So like, I don't want to sugarcoat no. it too much. Like, you know, I saw some people saying like, send them down to Providence. And it's like, no, like they're not doing that. Calm down. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like, you know, I don't want to totally gloss over. Like, he's had some struggles this year. If you look at, like, Hockey Reference has quality star percentage as a start and as a stat. And um, I forget, like, exactly how they define what a quality start is. It's something about, like, you know, shot. You have to be, like, at a certain save percentage for the game or, or whatever. But 
he's under 40%, which isn't good. Like you at least you a good goalie should be like at least 55 to 60% quality start percentage. For 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 reference, Swayman has played now he didn't play the full he started eight games. He's played in 10. That has to do with him coming in for Allmark. Um, and then one of those games, he came in for Allmark, and then Allmark came back in. But anyway, um, let's just say, like, so Allmark technically has 19 games played. Swayman has 10. Allmark's given up 32 goals. Swayman's given up 23. I mean, those are, like, those are similar enough, and Allmark's played nine more games. So, like, it, it's not like it, the, Swayman's goals against average is a whole goal higher than than all marks is he's at two two eighty goals against average all mark is 177 so um those stats also show the difference yeah and it's it's a new challenge for swayman because he's you know he's got to like if they do start to ride all mark a little more he's got to figure out how to be effective as in like a true backup role or number two role um obviously you know last year it was basically if even 50 50 split most of the season, you know, and, and when Swayman got hot, they did ride him a little more. And then towards the end of the year, rode Elmark a little more. But, um, you know, he's used to being the number one or at, at worst splitting starts. So we'll he's see. Used you know, to, I know... Like in, in college, he's used to being like Hellebuck, like where he, yeah, he's kind of get, he played for Maine. He would get hung out to dry and make incredible saves and, um, you know, end up being a Mike Richter award winner um his last season at Maine so he would he's used to being the guy that's in net and saving your ass because you know your your defense maybe isn't the best yeah so he seems to be like a rise to the occasion type of guy too and I feel like the occasion has always this year just been like okay the Bruins are gonna win you know what I mean like he's a guy who for whatever reason loves shootouts um and like I think he does well in high pressure situations but I just never has felt this year like there was such high pressure on him. I don't know if he's one of those guys that's like performs better under pressure than just like a regular game. I know that that obviously is no excuse either, but I just kind of get the sense that that's kind of how he is. Yeah. I mean, he, he's going to have to figure it out. And like, obviously goalie coach Bob Asenza is, you know, a great resource to have, but I mean, the way it's going, like he's probably going to, get some lower stakes game. If all Mark's going to get the big ones and you know, he might go a week between starts and he's going to have to figure out how to be effective when he does get in there, because the only way he's going to start to play more is if he takes advantage when he gets in there, like you can't, you can't go, you know, a week between starts, then give up four goals on 16 shots. Like he did Friday night and expect to get in again anytime soon. So, um, you know, I, th- I think he'll be fine. Like, I think he has, a good mindset about it. Obviously he's, you know, him and Elmark are so close that like they, they are legitimately happy for each other and celebrate each other's success. It's, there's not like a, you know, like a, a fight going on or, you know, anything where very far from it. No. Or like anything where like Swayman's going to be jealous or whatever, but no, um, they're, they're bros. I mean, still, yeah. Still, Swayman in the stat category, best post game hugs. Uh, you can you can put him in that. That's right. He's winning at Qual- that quality hug percentage off the chart. Quality hug percentage at the end of the game. 